Well, we're going to have a wonderful time here this, this wonderful day. Let's stand up and pray, get right into the Word of God. Welcome to all of you watching online as well. And we believe that you're going to receive miracles right there where you are. Amen. All right. Father, we bow before you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the wonderful Word that provides life and healing and health to us. We thank you as I come to teach this Word today that I do not have to trust or depend on limited human abilities to teach. But I do trust in you, and therefore I know without doubt that you anoint my mind, that I might grasp the revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within. Thank you now for supernatural recall of the Scripture. And I believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything, carried by your anointing, your power, and your love to each person's mind and the sound of my voice, bringing understanding, removing confusion, and that your word will enter every heart, bringing faith, removing all fear. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that's revealed and accomplished through your word and by your spirit here today in the wonderful name of Jesus. And all those that love the Lord Jesus said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to learn how to receive our own healing, how to receive our own healing from the Word of God. I'd like to encourage you to use a Bible. If you're going to come to these sessions especially, use your own Bible and bring a pen and write in it. And you might want to bring a notepad too. If you will write in your own Bible, I guarantee you your faith will grow by leaps and bounds. I know some folks like to use their cell phone, but that's not the same. All right, so if you don't have a Bible with you, we can give you one at the bookstore. All right, secondly, follow on the screens. If you don't have a Bible, listen and watch very carefully to the Word of God. All right. Open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. I'm reading from the New King James translation. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 in the Old Testament, right next to Psalms. All right, God said, my son, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. What that mean? That means meditate, think about my words. We give attention to so much going on in our world around us today, but God said, give attention to my words. Put this first. Get everything out the way. Incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear to my sayings means we're going to have to speak the word of God out aloud so we can hear it. Incline your ear to my sayings. Say the scripture over and over so that we can hear it. Do not let them depart from your eyes. That means keep looking at the scripture. Don't look at your problem. Look at the answer, the solution, the word. All right? Don't let the word depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, how do you put the word of God into your heart? By doing those three or four steps that we just discussed. By doing that, the word goes into the heart. The word goes into the heart. Otherwise... It's in the head only. And head knowledge, sense knowledge, will not solve our problem. It's got to be in the heart before faith is generated. All right? So, it says, verse 22, 4, because they, my words, are life to those who find them, and health, medicine to all their flesh. So God's word is life. To those who find them. How do I find the word of God? By putting it in the heart. That's what God's talking about. So when the word of God enters my heart, it becomes life to me and health to my whole body, to all my flesh. Say this, the word of God God. is divine medicine. So this is a prescription on how to take divine medicine. Now, when you take natural medication there will be an instruction on the bottle. This is how you take this medication. 
But when you take God's medication, that's the instruction. You have to meditate on the Word, listen to the Word, look at the Word. It goes into the heart, and it heals our bodies. Amen? And it heals every single thing in our bodies. It heals all the flesh. Amen? You see, family of God, the Bible tells us the Word of God is incorruptible seed. Incorruptible seed. Which means that seed that can never decay, it will always produce a harvest. That's incorruptible seed. Now, we know animals have seed. Birds have seed. Even insects have seed. And men have seeds. Right? God has seed. The Bible said the Word of God is God's seed. When you receive the Word the seed of God into your heart, it'll bring you the life of God. The life of God will be born into your heart. We receive Christ the Savior by hearing the Word of God. Somebody will talk to us about it, preach it to us, tell us about it. And when you hear the Word of God about Jesus, then you believe it. The Word enters the heart and God's life is born into you. You become a new creation a new creature in Christ. Amen? God's Spirit enters you. His life enters you. So how does that happen? By hearing the Word. And how do you receive healing? The same way. By receiving the seed on healing into your heart, health comes to your body. How do you receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking other tongues? By hearing the teaching on the subject, the Word of God, it enters your heart, and then you are full of the Spirit, and you can worship God in your heavenly prayer language. Everything we receive from God comes to the Word. Nothing will come to you from God apart from His Word. Say that. Nothing comes to me from God apart from His Word. There's no other way. No other way. So we need to understand this Word is living and powerful. Sharp with any two-edged sword. Amen? So as you meditate on this word, you're meditating on life. You're meditating on life. So, I'll talk a little bit more about this verse a little later in our message. So if one is trusting God for health and healing, what kind of scripture should he be meditating on? What word should he be giving his attention to? Well, obviously, if you need financial help from God, you're going to meditate on Philippians 4.19, which says, My God will provide all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But if you need healing, then you're going to meditate on healing seed. Right? Health seed. If you want carrots, you plant carrots. If you want cabbage, you plant carrots, cabbage seed. This we need healing seed. Now, what would that be? Go to Isaiah 53 verse 4. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. You see, we cannot receive faith without the Word. Because the Word brings faith, and we can't receive anything from God without faith. James chapter 1 verse 5. We can't receive anything from God without faith. And the only way to get faith is from the Word. Amen? Say this, when I know the will of God, faith is there. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely God has borne, or you could say Christ, surely Christ has borne our griefs. Now that word griefs, <clears throat> now the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. And Isaiah is in the book of, is in the Old Testament. It's written in Hebrew. And the New Testament is written in Greek. Now, this word griefs here would be better translated from the Hebrew as disease or sickness. And that is in Strong's number 2483. Now, I don't speak Hebrew. I don't speak Greek. But I can read. And there are Greek, English, and Hebrew, English dictionaries that you can read and get these direct translations. For example, Strong's. Vines and Young's, three great dictionaries, all right? 
Strong's number 2483 is the Hebrew word that's used here, translated as griefs, and better in English translated as sickness or disease. So you can say it this way. Christ bore our sickness. Now bear in mind, this was written hundreds of years before Jesus died on the cross. Hundreds of years before he died on the cross. It's a prophecy from Isaiah. And he carried our sorrows. Now that word sorrows is better translated as the word pain from Strong's 4341. So you can read this way. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Smitten by God and afflicted. Now we know the Roman soldiers put thorns, a crown of thorns in his head, knocked nails in his hands and feet, and a spear went in his side. But the Bible said that God smote Jesus as well. Yet we esteemed him smitten or stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. How's that? What happened? Well, God took your sickness and put it on Christ on the cross. He had your sickness on the cross. He had every person's sickness ever born and going to be born on that cross. All right? He suffered with our sickness. He suffered with our pains. God put it on him. Why is that? Let's find out. We carry on reading verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. So he was punished then by God because of our sins. So the sin of the human race and the consequences of that sin, Christ bore it. He suffered with it. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by stripes were healed. So God, in order to bring us peace with God, God chastised and punished Jesus on the cross. He was bruised for our iniquities. God punished him in our place for our sin. Now, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 tells us, that Christ was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. It was a lamb, a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Revelation 13, 8. That means before God created the universe, before he created mankind or anything, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit got together, discussed creation, and realized by giving man our, our own free will, whether to choose God and serve God, or to turn away from God and live for ourselves, by giving us our own free will, that man would turn away. Man would turn away. And God still made us in his own image and likeness, regardless. Because they agreed and discussed that before they went into creation, that Christ would die and take the penalty for our wrongdoing in order to bring us back into fellowship with God. See? So God knew we would sin and agreed to punish Jesus for that sin so we can come back into fellowship with the, with the Father. Before time began. Before time began. He was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world or before the foundation of the world. That's why Isaiah wrote here, by stripes we are healed. Even though Jesus had not died on the cross yet in the physical, Isaiah said, by stripes we are healed. Not going to be. Correct English would be, we are going to be healed in the future when he dies. But that's not the way it's written. We are healed. Present tense. Continuous present tense. Now go to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord, the Father, to bruise, 
to bruise Christ. Now that word bruise is Strong's number 1792. That's the Hebrew literal translation, bruise. And it also means the following in English, to beat to pieces, to crush, to destroy. Say this, God the Father beat Christ to pieces, crushed him, and destroyed him because of my sin. And he took my sickness. That's what that's all about. I mean, he took every weakness of man, every failing of man, every sickness, every disease, every infirmity in his own body. And all of that is the penalty for sin. But he took it. He bore it, the penalty for sin. It says he was put, and it says God has put Christ to grief. That means God made him sick. That word grief is sickness, as you learned. So God made Christ sick with your sicknesses and mine. Verse 11, for he, for he shall bear their iniquities. Why did that happen? Because he bore our iniquities. Verse 12, he bore the sins of many. He bore the sins of many. Notice that word bore and bear. Born, bear, and bore. That is Strong's number 5375. And you see that in Isaiah 53 verse 4. He has borne our sicknesses. And Isaiah 53 verse 11, he, has, he bears our iniquities. Isaiah 53 verse 12, he bears, bore the sin of many. So you see then he bore our sin and he bore our sickness. The same Hebrew word used to describe what he did with both, the sickness and the sin. He bore them. Now that word in English means to lift in a great variety of ways the suffering of others by bearing them. To lift in a great variety of ways the suffering of others by bearing them. So, thank you Jesus. He bore our sickness. There's no use in us bearing it when he bore it for us. It's like somebody coming into the hospital bed, and, uh, hospital room and saying, John, I want you to get out of that bed. I'm going to take that sickness in your place. You can go home with my healthy body. And so they get in the bed, you get out the bed. Jesus did that for every one of us. Amen. He said, hang on a second, I'm going to take this punishment and this sickness, and I'm going to take eternal fire in your place. You go free. If we accept that, if we accept the gift of God, it's ours. Because it's already given, already given. The gift is wrapped with a bow on it. Being yours 2,000 years ago, all along. So if we say that Jesus bore our sins, and therefore... We are forgiven today. Then we must acknowledge that he bore our sickness and therefore we are healed today. Those who say Jesus bore our sickness then, but we are no longer healed today, have no right to claim that we are forgiven today. There are those who say, yes, healing was for the Bible days but not for today. There are those that say that. Yes, the apostles healed. Jesus healed, but not for today. Well, then they need to say that forgiveness was for those days, but not for today. Because both were purchased at the same time by the same sacrifice by the same person. So if healing was for us then, it's for us today. If forgiveness was for us, then it's for us today. Now, some said, someone told me some years ago that Isaiah 53, which we just read, was talking about spiritual healing only, not physical healing. Well, let's ask Matthew about that, since Matthew was there, right? He walked with Jesus. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Matthew 8, verse 16, over in the New Testament now. 
This is after Jesus was born. He walked with the Lord on the earth. Matthew did. It says, when evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He healed all who were sick. Why did he do that? That it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So Matthew, walking with Jesus, says, here right now, we read it, in his book he wrote, chapter 8, verse 16, 17, Matthew said, Jesus healed everybody to confirm the prophecy of Isaiah. So Matthew's saying, Isaiah's prophecy is about physical healing. The physical healing in Jesus' ministry is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. That's what Matthew is saying. All right, number two. Since Isaiah prophesied, Jesus would forgive completely and heal completely. Matthew writes in chapter 8, verse 17, that Jesus healed all to confirm Isaiah's prophecy. He healed all. Because that's what Isaiah said that he'd heal all. So Jesus healed all, so that everybody would know, Isaiah's talking about me. Isaiah's talking about me. I am the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. That's why I'm going to heal all. That's what Jesus did. And God could no longer be called, if God didn't heal today, Hebrew name, the Hebrew name for God is Jehovah Rapha. One of the seven Hebrew names of God. He revealed himself to the people and he said, I am Jehovah Rapha. That's his name in Hebrew. Now, the English translation for that name is, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So he introduced himself to Israel and said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, if he used to heal folks back in those days, but he doesn't heal folks today, then he's going to have to change his name to, I was the God that healeth thee. I used to be the God that healeth thee. I'm no longer that God. I'm changed. And yet the Bible said that God will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So then, if scriptures like these do not depart from our eyes, we'll begin to see ourselves well. If folks desiring healing do not look at these scriptures, but look at their sickness or their problem, instead, they'll always see themselves sick. They'll stay in the realm of defeat and reason. The realm of reason and defeat and failure and sickness. If if they keep looking at the problem instead of looking at the solution. The word that brings faith will change the way they see themselves. Now, here are the scriptures in a nutshell. I'm going to give them to you one more time that we should be meditating on. Make sure you write them all down now because you will need these. As sure as God made little apples, you will need these scriptures going forward. Are you ready? Okay. Meditate on these scriptures for healing. This is God's recipe. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Verse 5. By his stripes we are healed. Not going to be. Matthew 8 6, 17. Jesus Christ himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's past tense. So Matthew writes to the church and he says, Jesus bore our sicknesses. He bore our infirmities. 1 Peter 2.24, Peter writes to the church and he says, By whose stripes you were healed. Not going to be, were. You see, as far as God's concerned, every one of us are already healed. 
Peter informed the church in his letter, I just want you all to know you are healed. I just want you all to know you are healed. How did you get healed? By stripes, you were healed. 2,000 years ago. See, 2,000 years ago, Christ died for our sins and purchased salvation for us. Now, folks out there that don't know the Lord, when I ask God to save them, Jesus is not going to come down down the cross for them right now because he's already done that. All they have to do is accept the salvation that's already provided for them. Already provided. The same with healing. When we ask God for healing, he's not going to come down here and heal us now because he already has healed us. What we have to do is accept that and say, Bark, Jesus tribes, I am healed. We've got to see ourselves healed and well because God said that. So what happens if you've got pain in your body? Then you've got to say, I'm healed because God said I am, and I resist pain. I won't let the pain into my body. I resist it. I resist the pain. I resist the sickness. I resist the virus. Because I am healed. You are the body of Christ. Every one of you is a member of the body of Christ. You might be the thumb or the nail or the... Somebody said, I'm the smallest little toe on the left foot. Fine, but you're in the body. And the body of Christ does not get sick. You understand that? It has no sickness in it. When Jesus walked the earth, did he minister to people with a sick body? No. Jesus on the right hand of the Father right now, has he got a sick body? No. And you, he is the head, you are the body. So Christ has purchased healing and health for you. You are his body. When God looks at you, he sees you with everything he paid for. He sees you with everything he paid for. He sees you healthy. When God sees you or talks about you or thinks about you, he talks or thinks about you as being healthy and healed because that's what he bought and paid for. It's in your bank account. Belongs to you. Right? So we are to resist the sickness that comes against us. James 4, 7, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. We are to stand against it. You see, when folks pray and try and get healed, that means they're not healed. I'm trying to get something I don't have. God, will you please heal me? I'm trusting you for healing. I'm believing for healing. You're in the wrong place. You should be on the other side of the fence. Saying, I've got the healing. Because Jesus said I have it. So I declare in the name of Jesus, I resist the sickness that's come against my body. I'm staying well. Because God said I'm well. I'm not trying to get something God's already given me. I'm not trying to get something God's already given me. We're talking about how you receive your own healing by yourself. That's what we're talking about here. Are you with me? Ministering to somebody... Is different. And I'll share that with you in two weeks' time. Now then, Luke 5 of Luke 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any kind or had had any sick with various diseases were brought to Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. There's another scripture you can meditate on. So everyone that was sick was brought and everyone was healed. The Lord never turned one away. Can you see that? Everyone that was sick was brought, a multitude, and every one of them was healed. So I want to ask you a question, if I may. If you were in that line back then when Jesus was praying for the sick, and he laid his hands on you and prayed for you, would you have been healed along with the others? So why would he be willing to heal you then and not now? Because he is here, right? Where two or three are gathered together in his name. He's in the midst of us. Is that so? Okay. Now, another question. <clears throat> of the multitudes that Jesus healed, how many of them were perfect? How many of them deserve to be healed? 
Is there any of them that deserve to be healed? No, not one. Not one deserved to be healed, and yet he healed them. There was not one perfect among them, and he healed them. When Jesus healed all his people, he hadn't died on the cross for their sins yet. And he healed them. Now he's died on the cross for our sins, and we have been forgiven. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now go to Matthew 4, verse 23. Matthew 4, 23. It says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people, and healed every disease and sickness among the people, News about Jesus spread all over Syria, and people brought to, to, to Jesus all who were ill. Say all. all. All who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed. And he healed them. And he healed them. So again, we see he never turned anybody away. He never just said to one person, this sickness is to teach you and train you. I just heard a song on Christian radio this morning. God brings problems our way to mold us and make us and to train us. I'd rather hear a donkey crying in the middle of the night in a tin barn when I'm trying to sleep. Or a dog howling outside my window at 12 o'clock at night when I'm trying to sleep. God doesn't do any of that. I don't know anybody can even sing a song like that. It's really sad. Now they quote that scripture, all things work together for good. That's not talking about somebody has a car wreck, now they're lying in the hospital with their feet up in plaster Paris and their hands in plaster Paris. That's not talking about all things work together for good. That's not all. That's talking about praying in the Spirit. If you pray in the Spirit, all things work together for good because the Holy Spirit brings God's will to pass in your life. Read that in context with the previous verse. Amen? No. Satan went around killing, stealing, and destroying. Jesus said that, John 10.10. 10. He said, I came to give you abundant life, John 10.10. 10. Amen. Amen? Some folks blame God for the devil's work. And I guess that uh, the devil's running around thinking, well, thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Make somebody else sick. No, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Jesus is the healer, folks. And he loves you. The devil hates you. wants to destroy your life, but he's not going to. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's go back to Proverbs 4.20 now and talk about that. What lessons we learned there? Number one, we learned, give God's Word our attention. In other words, meditate on the Word. Step one. Step two, listen to it come out of your mouth when you speak it. Step number three, keep looking at the Word. The answer, the solution to your problem. Number four. By doing this, it goes into the heart. At this point, it now becomes life and, medi and becomes medicine. Say that again. The Word of God becomes medicine to my whole body when I meditate on it. Psalm 107, verse 20. It's not in my notes. I'm just telling you. Psalm 107, verse 20, it says, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. I had a dream one night, some years ago. I was looking at that verse that was just floating up in the air. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And I was looking at it in my dream, just looking at it, meditating on it, looking at it. 
written, was written out in front of me. And as I was looking at it, thinking to myself, what is this about? Why am I, why is, I knew God showing this to me, why? As I was looking at it, meditating on it, all of a sudden, light, light and fire came out of the verse and hit me in the chest like lightning. And I felt the impact of the life of God in that verse. Say this with me. The Word of God is full of God's life. God sent His Word to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. So the only way I'm going to receive life and healing from God is by giving His Word attention. Now then, we must constantly say we have it, even when natural evidence contradicts our confession. I've got to say I'm healed, I'm well, even when natural evidence contradicts it. See, there's two kinds of truth. Two kinds of truth. The Word of God is one kind of truth. And the natural is another kind of truth. But God's word, God's truth cannot change. Cannot change. Jesus said, my word will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So you can stand on the word of God. It's stable for eternity. Nothing else is. Circumstances have been known to change. But God's word cannot change. So if you're going to side with one form of truth or another, I recommend God's word. Because when you put pressure on natural truth, it'll change. God's word will crush it and change it. We must say, I've got it, because God says I have it. Therefore, I believe it's so, and the results will come. The results will come. We must believe we have it before we'll get it. So that I've got to believe I have it before I'll get it. So this faith is the evidence of things not seen. My faith is God's evidence that I've got it. When I say I have it, God says I have it. Because my faith is my evidence of ownership. Amen? We must act like we have it. Act like we have it. Talk like we have it. Don't let our actions contradict our words. Don't say I've had it, then, then act like you're sick. Somebody says, how are you? Don't take an hour and complain. They'll never ask you again. When somebody says, how are you? That's a good time to say, Bark, Jesus Christ, I've been healed. Praise God, I'm well. And I resist sickness. It doesn't come near my body. This is the body of Christ. Christ and I are one. Amen? You talk like that, the devil's going to run. And then... <clears throat> We must worship the Father because of what He said in His Word. We must worship the Father because of what He says in His Word. We must take the Scripture and we must worship Him for it. Take the promises we've looked at right now and worship God for those promises. Tell, tell God you love Him. Tell Him that you worship Him. Tell Him that you believe these promises are true. Tell Him that. And rejoice. Even if you're suffering in your body, you praise Him because God says you're healed. Say, Father, I believe I'm healed. Your Word says I'm healed. Therefore, I'm praising you. I am healed because you said I am. Even if you've got pain in your body, I'm healed because you said I am. And you praise Him. You see, a good example of that is the children of Israel outside the walls of Jericho. 
Remember Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho? And God said to the children of Israel, standing outside the walls of Jericho, I have given you the city. I have given you the city. And the entire Israeli army erupted with praise and began to praise God because they knew they had conquered the city. They had conquered the city. Even though the walls were standing, they were praising God as if the city was already conquered. Because God said, I've given you the city. So we praise God because He said, you are healed. We say, praise God, I'm healed because you said I am, Father. I praise you. Now, they didn't praise God so the walls would fall down. Again, they did not praise God so the walls would fall down. They praised God because He said, I have given you this city. I have. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. So we don't praise God to get healed. We praise God because we are healed. He said we are healed. You see? Even though the walls might be standing, we praise Him. Now I want you to know something. God is a loving God. And you can't do that without God being moved. Those walls will come down. A mighty crash. Those walls will come down. And you'll take your city. When you start praising God for His Word, no demons, no devil can stand before you and stop it. Say this, nothing can stop God's Word from working for me. Again, nothing can stop God's Word from working for me. That's so? God certainly will not. He's on your side. Amen. Praise God. So now we're going to minister to folks. And uh, this is a little different to what I've been teaching because what I've been teaching now is how you are to receive your own healing by yourself. Now, in two weeks' time, I'll be teaching you how to do what I'm doing now. So this is different, all right? How many of you here this morning have had a back problem, a back injury, a back problem for some years? You're in pain right now. Stand up, please. All right, just stand up. There's a man in the red shirt here. What happened to you? I don't know. I've just had a, an affliction in my back, undiagnosable for... Uh, you've had doctors look at it? Everywhere. Everywhere. In, How long have you suffered? Uh, close to 35 to 40 years. Wow. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is your pain, 10 being the worst? Uh, it's generally in the fives. Generally in the fives? Yeah. But it can dull, get higher? Dull, dull. It does go higher than yeah. that? Keeps me from standing. Keeps you from standing? Yeah. And you can feel it right now? I can feel it right now. What's your name? Cass. Ca Cass. Cass. Come out here, Cass. Come out here, please. The lady next to you, is that your wife? That's your mother, mother that's your wife. Or... Okay. Yeah. She looks so young. <laughs> now, dear lady, what is your problem? It's osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis in your and, back. And lungs, my lungs. Your Bron lungs. Bronchitis. You got, you got your arthritis in your back, right? Yes. In your spine, is that right? Yeah, osteo. Come out here. Is there somebody here this morning, your, your spine is crumbling. You've got spine crumbling. Is that right? Today's your day. All right, now, come out. What's wrong with you back there? Yes, both of you. My weight causes me to have back pain. What is it? My weight. Your weight? back pain and also I'm a truck driver so I'm constantly sitting. 
All right, I'll pray with you later. The lady next to you. Uh, my um, L5 is bone on bone. I don't have any disc left, so it's literally bone on bone. Just deterioration. I just it's had just... a pinched nerve, and they did surgery that was taken care of, but this is still an ongoing. How bad is your pain? Let's go one to ten. On a scale from one to ten. Yes. Like eight, nine, and ten. Come on out, yeah. Come on out, yeah. Young lady of the white top. Yes, ma'am. What's your condition? I've been in several car accidents, and the impact caused uh, a diagnosis as well, a neurological disorder. Remind so, me not to go with you in your car. I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving. I was T-boned, unfortunately. Okay. Course. So what's your condition now? I have a total of five bulging discs and then the nerve disorder. And you in pain? On a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst? Most regularly seven through nine. Come on out, yeah. Lady behind you. I got a five herinated disc. It was caused because I was in a marriage, an abused marriage. Always in pain. How Hard much to get uh, on a scale of one to ten? How bad? Ten. Ten. Coming out, yeah. And you, sir? Goliath over there. I had uh, three back surgeries. Uh huh. I have fusions from L4 to L. Okay, and you're in pain still. After I'm three still back like a three or four. You're and still in pain right it now. Causes nerve pain down my left leg. And um, what on a scale of one to ten? Three to four. Three to four. And right now? You have it right now? About the a pain. four. About a four. Okay. Come on down here. I'll pray for the rest of you in a minute. All right. So you said your pain level is at? Seven eight. And yours is at? Ten. Come on down here first. I'll pray for you. The worst one. Sit on that chair if you don't mind. What's your name? Geraldine. Okay, Geraldine, sit square in that chair now. I'm just going to measure your legs, is that okay? Is that your first time you've come here? No. No. Give me your legs, Geraldine. Oh, yeah. That's so I can see you struggling. All right, I'll hold your legs up, just relax. Mm. Now turn your, heads, your toes out like that. I'm pushing both legs towards oh. you. Just relax, I'm holding them up. Let them fall, let them fall. I can see in pain, that's fine. Now, now just watch your heels. You saw on the screen that one woman's leg grew out, right? Now, Jesus is going to lengthen your bone, your skin, your muscle, and everything. Mm. And make these legs the same length. You'll feel a warm heat go down that leg. Mm. It'll grow out. You ready? Because this could be the cause of your problem. <sighs> All right, ready? Watch it now. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Did you see that? Now, now just relax. Now just relax. Now that warm heat, that anointing, presence of God is going up your back. There it goes. It's getting hot right now. Feel that? And God's healing you. That pain's melting away. There it goes. Pain's melting away. Now lift your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Come and sit down here quickly. We'll be praying for everybody in a minute, okay? What's your name? Evan. Helen. Evan. Evan. Mm -hmm. Give me your legs, please, Evan. Your legs are the same. Okay, now, just relax. Power of God's going up your back, into your neck. You feel a warm heat go into your body right now. There it goes. So I'm not even touching you. Jesus is healing you. Lift your hands up and say, thank you, Lord. Now get up and try and find the pain that's gone. 
<laughs> Tell us what Jesus did for you. Jesus has saved me. He Jesus. died for my sins. Jesus saved you, died for your sins. And did he heal you today? He heals me every day. Okay. <laughs> Young man over there, the red shirt. Come on down here. What's your name again? Cass. Cass. Give me your legs, please, Cass. Okay, so you can see, turn your toes out, please. You can see your right leg is shorter, about an inch or so. I'm pushing both legs. Can you see that? Did you know it was like that? No. No. Now, you're going to feel that right leg growing out. When you say thank you, Jesus, you feel a warm heat flow through that leg and grow it out. Ready? Now, keep your eye on it now. Thank say you, thank you, Jesus. Thank say you, it. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it could. It could, huh? Of a pair of ears, right? So we're going to ask the Lord to lengthen that short leg. And you'll see it grow and feel it grow right out, about two inches. All right? Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me like, wow, what planet do you come from? <laughs> okay, just keep your eye on this now. Look at it. Okay. Brad, don't take your eyes off your leg. Okay. Now say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Pat, what do you have to say now? Thank you, Jesus. So what just happened? I don't know. It just... So what just happened, Pat? Well, it looks the same. It is the same. Yes, it is. Say the thank same. you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, now put your legs down. Now lift your hands. So I receive God's healing power to flow through my whole body. There it is right now. Your whole body is being restored and refreshed. Praise God. Praise God. There it is. It's all done. Thank you, Jesus. It's all done. Now get up, Pat. Get up and... Come on, get up. Test yourself out. You'll see you're perfectly fine. You don't need anything to walk with. You're perfectly fine. No pain in your body. Move around. Twist and turn. Twist and turn. Do some cartwheels. So tell me, what, what did Jesus do for you? Well, Jesus, I was praying that he would heal me. And? I'm not sure. You're not sure? No. Okay, look at me. Look at me, Pat. Look at me. I want to put some faith into your heart, okay? Listen to me now very carefully. You saw your leg grow out, right? You saw that leg grow out, right? Yeah. You felt the power of God go through you, right? Right. Right. Now what you have to do is just yield to that and allow that power to work through your whole body. Right? Right. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Fine. So now what you're going to do is just going to say, thank you, Jesus, and relax. Now relax. Again, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. Now the power's flowing. There's that warm heat flowing through your body. Now it's coming again. See? There it comes. There it is. Now don't ask God. Thank God. That's right. Don't ask. Thank. That's right. He's working in your body right now. All those discs are being healed right now there it is power of God's resting on you power of God's resting on you just rest in that power rest in that power Pat there it is 
Uh, just relax. Sleep there for a while. Just relax. God's healing you. Now I sense like a wave of God's healing power here. A wave of God's healing power here. Whatever it is you need healing from, whatever pain you've got in your body, stand behind him. I want two people behind this man, three. I sense a wave of God's healing power. If you need healing in your body for anything, stay on your feet quickly. Whatever it is you need healing for, stay on your feet quickly. Get ready to receive. All right. Your name? Kevin. Kevin. Power of God's coming on you right now, Kevin. There it is. In the name of Jesus, that heat of God's presence is going through your body. So I receive that. So I receive that. Now that pain's melting away. That pain is melting away. There it goes. Test yourself out. You're healed. I didn't even touch you. Turn, twist. Where's Thank the pain? Just the left knee. Just left knee. So I receive my healing. I receive my healing. For my knee right now. For my knee right now. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Now bend that knee. Thank you, Jesus. Feels good. Feels good. Okay. name of Jesus, Spirit of God is upon you right now, healing you. Stand up, dear lady. Stand behind her. You have, what's your condition? L5. L5, bun and bun. I want you to sit in the chair quickly. The rest of you, we're going to pray for you right now. Give me your legs. Okay, watch this short leg grow out, see? Ready? Look at it. Say thank you, Jesus. Now that power is going up your back. There it is, healing you right now. Pain's all melting away. Praise God. Lift your hands. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. Now get up and test yourself. You'll feel you fine. You want. Test her out. I want a testimony from the lady. Kim, test her out, okay? Touch your toes, do whatever you couldn't do. Twist and turn. feel some pain? Okay, sit down again. Close your eyes. Now you're going to feel that warm heat go straight through your arm into your back. You're right? You ready? So I receive it. Thank you, Jesus. All right, there it is. It's flying right now. There it is. So God's doing surgery on your back. There it is. All that pain melting away. Hold her neck up, please. Thank you, Jesus.
All right, it's done. You are healed. You can stand up. Test yourself out now. Feels better. Now put yourself through some more vigorous exercise. No, I mean do something more vigorous right now. I want you to put you through your paces. Put yourself through your paces. Test it out real seriously. Standing, standing this normal standing and sitting. Is that what hurts? Well, that, that causes Normally. pain. Normally, it's yeah. everything. Everything. Every and now you don't have any of it. I, I feel bruised. You feel bruised, but yeah. the pain's gone. The pain that I was having before, yes, but by standing, it's gone. Good. All right. I feel like I'm bruised, though. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just keep thanking the Lord that you are completely healed, okay? I will. All right. I will God accept. bless you.